Sports Talk Chicago, John Zaglou, John Meadows directing and producing, and here with us still for segment number two, head coach Jay Gruden, Washington Commanders, former head coach, former NFL quarterback, Super Bowl winning coach with Tampa Bay. It is great to have him here with us. Got a lot out of segment one, certainly learned a lot. Wanted to get your take now, coach, on the current state of the Commanders. So since you left, there's been some changes for sure. Now there's a brand new, essentially rookie quarterback. What do you make of their 2023 season so far? I'm sure everybody's disappointed and and really unsure why it's happened the way it's happened. Well, number one, the defense is supposed to be dominant. You know, they have, they had four first round draft picks on a defensive line. I mean, that's that's a lot, and their defense is supposed to dominate, and they haven't done that. Their secondary has been poor. Uh, they haven't really got the pass rush they need to get to be great on defense. Linebackers have struggled at times, and offensively, they've been up and down. They haven't been able to protect Sam Howell. He's given up. They've given up 41 sacks. Uh, that's hard to deal with. Sam Howell has shown a lot of progress, a lot of, uh, I mean, a lot of hope for the Washington franchise because he can grip it and rip it. He can he can face pressure. He can throw it under duress. He's done a lot of great things, but the protection has been an issue. So overall, I think with the negative plays on offense and a lack of uh, turnovers on defense and to get off the field in crucial situations on defense results in a three and five start. Uh, they have good players on that football team and they still have a long way to go. Somebody is going to get that seven seed in the NFC, and it's going to be Washington. It could be Minnesota. It could be New Orleans or Atlanta, whichever one of those teams. But they're still in the thick of things to get in the playoffs if they can turn it around, uh, do better on defense, and then continue to protect Sam Howell because he's got some talent. There have been rumors swirling about this, and you brought up the playoffs. Do they need to make the playoffs in order for Coach Ron Rivera to stay? You know, that's, that's not up to me. I think they do need to show significant progress. You know, I think the giant game was in the bear game was, was really hurtful to that organization and to that coaching staff. Now they did turn it around and they played better against Philly, but you still lost the game. So they have to turn around and make some, get some wins. They have to get some wins. They can't have any of these, uh, what are they? I don't know, these mental victories or what are they, whatever they're called. <laughs> they, they have to actually get victories because they're too good of a football team. Uh, to not to beat the Giants or the Bears at home on a, on a Thursday night football game. No mention Bear fans. Oh, no, no, we don't take any offense over here. We, were, we did a live stream for the game, Coach, and um, we were stunned watching the game and seeing how that one went. But when you watched it, what did you think? I was, I was stunned as well. You know, the way the Bears looked, I mean, especially on offense. I mean, they looked like they were – they, they were on point. It was a great game plan they had. They were aggressive. They went after the corners. Justin stood in there, threw the ball, got DJ Moore involved early. I was very impressed with that game plan by Chicago. So uh, Luke Getzky had he, – he dialed it up beautifully. Then And then Washington just had no answer for, you know, the pass rusher offensively to get anything going. You mentioned Sam Howell certainly has talent. He has shown a lot of progress. I'm a huge fan of him from what I've seen. What do you think his future could be in the NFL? You know what? For guys, he played one game last year. Now he's played eight this year. Uh, you gotta love. You gotta love what his future might bring, right? I mean, he's he's tough. You can tell he's physically tough. He's mentally tough. You know, obviously he's got to get more consistent with his accuracy from time to time. But the sack issue now it's not all on him. Obviously, maybe it is pre-snap. Maybe he's not making the right line calls. That's what I don't know. But you can't get sacked five, six, seven times in a game and expect to be a great quarterback. It just can't happen. you got to be able to throw the ball away, know where your checkdowns are, know how to protect yourself by adjusting protections. Uh, and I, I, that might not be on him. It could be on the offensive line coach, a quarterback, or the center. Who knows? But that can't happen. So we got to get a little bit more accurate 
and protect yourself a little bit more. But I love the upside of Sam Howell because he's act, he, he can make the throws and he's a tough kid. If you were still head coach, what would you do to ensure success out of him in development like you did with Kirk Cousins? Well, they had a great game plan last week against Philadelphia. You know, they got some quick, they got the ball out of his hands quick early, got him some confidence going, got some completions going. I think it was four for four for only about 25 yards, but still that does, that does a lot for a quarterback's confidence moving forward. Then they got up some quick games, some three-step. Then they did some play actions, got them outside the pocket. Um, and then they started to push the ball down the field a little bit, and they had some success. So that uh, that was a great job by Eric Bien. I mean, I think that's what you have to do for a young quarterback, very similar to what they did with Tyson his first game against the Raiders. He threw seven screens. He threw five bootlegs. He threw a couple quick games. Then he, when he had to throw the ball down the field, the minimal times he did, he didn't make mistakes. He checked it down when he had to. And that's what you have to do to manage a game. He's not going to be the guy here in Chicago, right? But what did you think about Bajan and him in general? I mean, he's certainly a competent NFL backup at least, right? Well, I mean, it's too early to tell. But I think after the Raider game, I mean, he showed that. He showed the poise and he showed a few throws down the field. But uh, mainly, I think he was protected by the offensive coordinator. and, And they were very simple. And he had a good, strong running game. And they played with the lead. Now, how he plays from behind like he had to against the Chargers is a little different story. So, you know, but he's young. He hasn't had many reps. I mean, you think about it in training camp, how many reps did he get? The whole thing about being quarterback is you have to have a lot of reps. My first year at Cincinnati, we drafted Andy Dalton in the second round. We knew he was going to be the starter. So he got every rep in training camp, every rep in the preseason games. So when a regular season comes, he at least had some reps. Tyson, he probably got, you know, six reps a day in practice and, and training camp and maybe get scout team during the season. And, that, and now all of a sudden you're the starter. So give him a chance, give him some more reps and see how he does. What's your philosophy on quarterbacks in terms of starting them or sitting them the rookie year? Because I remember with the Dwayne Haskins situation out there under you, uh, you guys decided to sit him initially, then put him in. So how do you balance or how do you determine which quarterback should start uh, game one in the rookie year versus who should sit and learn more on the sidelines? Well, it depends on the quarterback and how much they can handle. Because if you're a drop-back quarterback like Dwayne was, uh, you have to handle a lot of information with the protections sure. and uh, coverages and, and formations and all that stuff. If you're more of an athletic quarterback where you're doing some zone reads like an Anthony Richardson or some of these other bigger quarterbacks, quarterback-designed runs like Jalen his first year, you can get away with a little bit less uh, inventory because you have those plays that are pretty easy and more natural for them to do. Um, so it depends. Some quarterbacks can pick it up quick. Some can't. Andy Dalton picked it up extremely quickly, and some others just struggle with it. But at the end of the day, for young quarterbacks to play, you have to be patient with them. You have to have a good, strong running game to help them, a good line. And really what helps a lot is a good defense. Like Cincinnati, we had a great defense in Cincinnati, so we didn't have to score 30 points a game. And I'd go in there to Zimmer and, and Paul Gunther and say, hey, what's the number? And they'd say, hey, anything over 18, we got it. So you know, third and eight, I might call a screen pass and be more protective of the young quarterback. But if you have to score a touchdown every time, that's hard. But like, it, it just depends on the player and in the situation that you're in and the franchise that you have. Got Coach Jay Gruden here with us on Sports Talk Chicago. John Zaglul here with you. John Meadows directing and producing. Coach, wanted to talk about your career, your coaching career, your playing career. Do you have any aspirations of coaching the NFL again? 
Uh, who knows? You know, right now I've, I've been out a year and a half and, and my last couple of years weren't very successful in Jacksonville. I was offensive coordinator, one in 15 and coach Marone's last year in the COVID year. That was a, quite a nightmare. We played three quarterbacks that year, Jake Luton and Mike Lennon and Gardner Minshew got hurt a little bit. Last year in Washington, we played with uh, three quarterbacks, four quarterbacks a year before that. So, you know, if I got a chance to coach again, I'd like to have a quarterback that might play and stay healthy and be very, very good. But I don't know if I'll get that opportunity or not. I recall when you were hired by the commanders at the time, you were touted for your offensive genius, and there's certainly a lot of that still with you. Just theoretically here, what if the Bears came called and after this season, if they changed coaches or, or made some turnover, would you be open to doing something offensively with the Bears, whether it's coordinating, whether it's being an analyst, anything of that nature? When I was little, my dad was a coach at Notre Dame, and the Bears were my favorite team, Walter Payton growing up, so I'd always entertain a Bear offer. But right now they have a good staff, and they're doing a good job, and uh, let's let this season play out. Let's see how they improve. They get Montez Sweat. Let's hopefully Justin Fields comes back, see if he can improve a little bit, and uh, then we'll make a determination there on the staff. But I think Coach Eberflew is a good coach, and Luke Getzky's done a good job with the young quarterback that he has, Tyson and, and Justin. They've had their up, ups and downs, but hopefully they get it figured out. Would you be open to, like, a head coaching position, more of a coordinator? Are you open to anything, or are there specific positions that you're kind of looking at right now if you evaluate? I don't back? know if I'd ever get that opportunity, man. I'd love to talk to anybody about any opportunity there is at the end of the day, whether I take it or not. It's yet to be seen, but I don't know if I'd get offered anything anymore. How did you feel about the end of your tenure in Washington? It was uh, a little, little uh, bitter. You know, I, I, you know, I love some of the players that I, you know, I miss those guys and some of the coaches, but you know, that we had a lot of, we had a lot of things going on in the front office that we disagreed on there at the end and um, kind of got standoffish there towards the end. It wasn't a very good ending. I wasn't allowed to talk to the team after I got let go. They made me out to be a villain. Wow. Worked extremely hard for that uh, organization. And uh, it wasn't a great exit, in my opinion. It wasn't handled very class. It wasn't very classy, you know, for the amount of time and effort that I put in to help build that football team. They get shunned out of there. I wasn't a big fan of that. Are you on good terms with the team or the franchise today at all or not really? I know ownership's kind of changed. Is there any? Yeah, I don't any- ownership has changed. And, you know, I, I know Coach Revere a little bit. I don't really speak to anybody. I have a couple coaches there that I still still speak to that were on my staff that, that I you know, I care about a lot. But other than that, no. And some of the players, you know, I talk to once in a blue moon, but not really. Time goes on. Nothing as old as yesterday's hero. Yeah, I understand that, but I am stunned to hear that they didn't let you address the team when you walked out. Has that ever happened to you before? Like in other positions that you've been in, have you been allowed to at least address the team or say, hey, goodbye, I'm, I'm moving on, or, you know, I was let go? Is that I commonplace, so. or? I, I don't know. I think it, it it's different in different places. I don't know if Josh McDaniels got to say bye to his team or not. Who knows? You know, uh, you know so it's just it's just some owners and GMs handle it differently. Some let their coaches say bye to their team, little – so long. See ya. You know, it's different. Wow. That, that is a stunning information, at least for me to hear. It's uh, Coach Jay Gruden here on Sports Talk Chicago. Coach, just a few more questions before we finish up here today. Uh, your thoughts on the commander's name change? Just, I know they were the Redskins back when you coached them. You, you don't know me very well, do you? I guess not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on record to say they should have changed their name. You know, I'll get trouble for that and all that stuff. But, you know, I... I you know, I guess if it offends somebody, maybe change a name, but uh, I, I don't know who it offended. I haven't met anybody uh, ever that it offended, but 
you know, you, you would know more than I am. I'm not very active on social media. I have Twitter right now for the first time ever. But, you know, I think the Redskins is a historic name. Uh, it meant a lot to this NFL team. The rivalry with the Cowboys and Redskins was, was sure. legendary. The Commanders and Cowboys just quite isn't the same to me. Fair point. I, I can't say anything else other than that. I mean, it's a fair, I've heard people say the same thing. So I've heard both sides of it. I've heard fans say both sides of it, too. So very yeah. curious and interesting to get your perspective on that. I, I enjoyed yeah. hearing that. It's a team name, but, you know, a lot of people who played for the Redskins back in the day take sure. a lot of pride in, in the history that they provided for the franchise and the name. But, oh, well, it is what it is. What was your best achievement as a head coach? Oh, boy. Probably get my second contract with Dan Snyder. <laughs> no, I think uh, I think our second year when we were uh, we we were about to get fired probably after year one we struggled I think we were four and third four and twelve and then year two we started out shaky one and four maybe I think we won seven in a row and get to the playoffs uh, we lost to Green Bay in the first round a pretty good game but I think taking the team to the playoffs after just a year and a half or two in my second year was probably the best achievement. Are you allowed to tell us about the uh, contract negotiations with your second contract there with uh, Dan Snyder? Yeah, they offered me a lot of money and I signed it. So it wasn't that hard. Okay. <laughs> Just wanted to make sure because. <laughs> you know, in hindsight, I wish I would have got a little bit more power of uh, personnel and decision making and free agency and all that stuff. However, you know, I didn't, but it's just, it was still a great opportunity and I appreciate the opportunity. Don't want to sound like I'm ungrateful. <laughs> I'm very grateful. Had a great time there. Let me ask you this to end, maybe a two-part question. Uh, I'll, I'll ask this one first. What was your funniest moment in terms of coaching? Funniest moment that you were a part of? Funniest? Good Lord, is that an off-the-wall question? Uh, you know, I think you just have a lot of times within the organization, the practice, and in the meeting rooms, there's a lot of good times and a lot of laughs. It's just... There's a lot of stress and a lot of work and a lot of uh, not very much sleep. But I think just the camaraderie with the players and some of the other coaches, I think, is uh, is what it's all about. And there's always going to be laughs throughout the course of a day. You'll laugh at something, but to name one thing, that's hard to do. What about your toughest spat with the media, your toughest approach with the media? Oh, the toughest one was probably my first year with Robert, you know, Robert Griffin III. You know, he came out in the media and it was a misunderstanding. He came out and kind of said that, uh, you know, if the people around you don't play well, the quarterback doesn't play well. I kind of took it as offense to he was throwing the players under the bus that he played with. And and then I came out and said, Robert needs to worry about himself. So then I came out to be a Robert hater and it wasn't (laughs) like that. I was just trying to trying to get everybody on the same page to do your job. You know, if Bill Belichick says, do your job, it's okay. He's the greatest coach of all time. If I say it, I, I'm a, I'm a hater. <laughs> well, coach, um, I just want to say thank you so much for joining us here today. This was an amazing interview. We learned so much. We got so much insight. And I would love to do, to do this again soon, seriously, especially as the year moves forward, as free agency and the offseason kicks in. Let's have you back on if you're okay with that. I really appreciate Anytime. the time. I have a lot of free time now. that's head coach Jay Gruden here with us on Sports Talk Chicago what a great segment we're going to be back talking a lot of Bears Montez Sweat so many things going on in Bears universe we're going to get to that right here stay with us all of you watching and listening on our great affiliates this is Sports Talk Chicago